So, so the reason why people do things that no one else is going to really notice is because it aligns with a sense of identity that they have, right? This is why a doctor mm. washes their hands. This is why an artist will practice their brush strokes. It's not because they want to be noticed for it. It's because that that's what they do. That's what an artist does. It's what a doctor does. It aligns yeah. with personality. That's why people go to church. That's why people do anything, right? Yeah. So there are multiple of these identities that you have mm. and that you hold. And so what this is really talking about is when it comes to perfectionism, it's what are you a perfectionist about? Welcome back to Subcut, the medical-ish podcast where we get under the skin of things that we think would interest you if you are a high school student, medical student, working doctor, or anyone else that's interested in medicine. My name is Justin Sung. I used to be a doctor. I'm Emma. I'm a third-year physiotherapy student. Hey guys, I'm Neil. I'm a fourth year medical student. And the topic that we're going to be talking about today, I think is one that a lot of you will be able to relate to. I think it's one that I can definitely relate to. And I have students that message me about this very topic very often. And I'm sure you can tell by the title, unless we decided to go for something way too clickbaity, <laughs> <laughs> that what we're talking about is perfectionism. And perfectionism is something that is super prevalent in the medical community because I think um, medicine attracts people that are really high achieving, uh, you know, type A personality, um, you know, really competitive type people that that have a lot in stake or, or value their outcomes a lot. And that, that creates a sort of culture of perfectionism. Um, and so we, we, we each have our own different experience of perfectionism and, um, I'm sure you or someone that you know will be able to relate to this. So hopefully this will be a pretty meaningful discussion and hopefully it will actually even help some people maybe even overcome that sense of perfectionism as well. And I think I've got a way that you can use it to your advantage. Mm. Mm. Yes. Basically, the reason I wanted to talk about perfectionism today is because I'm not actually a perfectionist. Like I'm very much a person and I always have been that does the minimal amount of work to get like the best result possible. So it's like, like I'll get you know, whatever cool grade that I want to get. But like, I'll like, as soon as I know that I'm able to get it, I'll just stop there. Like there's like, no, I'm not going to go beyond that. And the reason I wanted to talk about it is because like, I know that you both are very much perfectionists and I find it interesting because you also really value efficiency, Justin, but you probably waste a lot of time doing things that like, I don't know. Do you feel like you waste time doing things that you don't care about? I'll, I'll, I'll talk about <laughs> The other thing is though, I feel like, if I was a patient, I'd really appreciate for my doctor to be a perfectionist, like in some type of way, because it's like, you're dealing with my health. Mm. I'd hope that you want like the absolute best, but you always talk about how the system is so rushed. So it's like, how do you incorporate being a perfectionist into like mm. such a, you know, quick yeah. system? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess my personal take on perfectionism, I think that I am one to some extent. Uh, I know mum isn't, and I know dad definitely is one. Um, and I think that being a perfectionist has its advantages and definitely has its disadvantages as well. Mm. Um, I'm, that's not, I don't intend to do like a for and against or like a recap both sides of that. Um, but I think a recent sort of uh, experience that I had recently with it, um, and it, it sounds weird sort of talking about it like it's a real uh, sad experience or something like that. It isn't, but yeah. I think it just really affected me a lot more just because I was a bit more aware of it. Um, but the more I think about this experience now, which was essentially just a uh, comparison of myself to some of my other um, classmates or some of the other medical people on my team and stuff, 
I think that's what it ultimately boiled down to. It was more of this fact that it was a comparison. What was the experience? Than, I, yeah. Is this like the ultimate cliffhanger? There's so much hype. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> what, what was the experience? <laughs> I think it, it, it wasn't a defined moment in time. It was just the accumulation of the two weeks since coming back from uh, the COVID lockdown yeah. period um, where I feel like there are particular individuals where medicine is really, really important for them and they, and they place it on their priority list quite high. For me... Less so much. I've got a few other things going on right now, like we have over here with this. Um, and it's just less of a priority for me. But mm. I think this is the part where it uh, sort of got to me was the fact that I'm only able to, to compare myself to other people at the stage of the outcomes. And okay, right, right. I'll clarify that as well, yeah. because I don't think we should be comparing ourselves to other people as well. It's mm. important to, to establish that as well. Um, but subconsciously or consciously, we end up doing that. Mm. We're always surrounded by people, and especially if yeah. you are in the healthcare system or if, if you're a medical um, student or, or someone from a medical personnel as well, um, you have those attributes that you were mentioning earlier as well, the type A personality, the yeah. high-achieving students and stuff. And um, if, you know, if pre-med wasn't competitive enough for you, well, the rest of your life is going to be like that as well in that yeah. area. And um, it's something that I think... I'm still trying to work on. I don't claim to have it all figured out. And I don't claim to have the solution either. But it's something that I think living with it, knowing that it's an integral part of my life and it's it can be used as a booster to do well in things is important as well. Yeah. Um, but the moment it gets debilitating, the moment where the comparisons sort of make me feel lesser than what I actually mm. am or what I think everyone really is, that's when the issue comes about. Specifically, what I was saying before about the about comparing the outcomes of two different people. Um, let's say, uh, well, like, okay, let's say this one of my mates over there, very cerebral person, lovely guy as well. I've nothing against him, but the fact that he knows just so much more, okay, mm -hmm. yeah. and so much more, and not only just with me, but like so many other people as well. I just feel like, oh, man, I feel stupid. Yeah. What the heck? This is so so stupid. So dumb. I feel yeah. dumb with this right mm -hmm. now. Um, getting these like obscure diagnoses and stuff, pulling them out of thin air. What investigation would you like to do? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I can't keep up. Okay. Um, yeah. It wasn't this funny at the time. I actually felt pretty shit. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be honest with that. And um, after, a, after a day where I sort of just came back home, I didn't speak to anyone at home. And by anyone, it's literally just mum and dad. So the house is generally pretty quiet yeah. most of the time itself. Um, and that's super uncharacteristic of me because I'm a super bubbly talking yeah, person You talk well. to your parents I think about I everything. Talk, yeah, yeah, literally. Um, and so I was just, that's the one time I think in recent events that I've been really, really like, yeah. like butthurt by mm. the medical side of things right now. And the thing that made it click for me in the following morning was the fact that I was comparing myself to other people mm -hmm. and not what I think I should have done, which was comparing myself to what I was before or my previous self. Sounds cliche, corny and shit, but you know what? It's, it's, yeah. it's important. It's yeah, it is important. And, yeah. and with that, I, the, like, I think the layer underneath that itself is that if you're just comparing yourself to the outcome stage and not comparing yourself to the entire process that led to the outcome mm -hmm. for whatever individual you're comparing yourself to, even if it is for yourself, then you're doing a disservice to yourself because yeah. everyone's different. Everyone's got different priorities. Everyone's got different challenges and barriers that have, that have resulted and shaped the person that they are right now and the amount that they would know mm. in a particular medical context, for example, in the case that I was at. And so me comparing myself to a person who's had been through a completely different process, but I'm comparing myself at the outcome stage of things it doesn't make any more sense. And this is just from a logical sort of like when I, when I break it down, I think about it in that way. 
Um, but the problem is, I know I'm going to do it. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even that, though that I figured this out, I know I'm going to yeah. do it. Yeah. And at that point, I think I chuck a bit of Tony Fernando in there, a bit of self-compassion as well with that. I've actually, I've actually scheduled time to meet with him as well about this. Yeah, Tony Fernando's a man. And I really want to get his thoughts Tony on Tony Fernando this. is a psychiatrist that works at um, University of Auckland and Auckland. get him on this podcast. Hospital. I would love <laughs> yes, to have Tony. Tony, you, Tony. If you're watching this. When I meet you, we're going to show you this video. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing. I'll call this a win if we get Tony Fernando on it. But he's a, he was a, a fantastic advocate for just mental health, mental health awareness, student advocacy, student health and compassion and just all the things that I think make doctors good doctors and stay healthy and sustainable and in mm. it for the long run. Mm. And um, so like, I, I don't, I'm not surprised that this comes in Perry Tony Fernando exposure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing though, like talking about comparison, like from the perspective of someone who isn't a perfectionist, like I look at people that are perfectionists and I'm like, wow, they just like put in so much effort into everything. I'm like, wow, like I wish I could be like that and stuff. And you kind of don't like only because I talk to you about it, I know how debilitating that can feel sometimes mm. and how much it can get to you. Mm, mm. So it's like from an outside perspective, it just seems like you guys are always just putting in such hard work because you're just like so passionate and it's like yeah, like yeah. you don't really see that frustration. Mm. Like because I don't like obviously things get frustrating because you want to try and work hard, but it's never to the point where it's like you're just doing things that only you're ever going to notice. In a way, yeah, yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And I think that's that's where it comes down to. And if you are truly satisfied with just you knowing, and I think it's like combined with the whole integrity sort of thing and what you're doing when no one's watching, yeah, and how satisfied you are with that process and mm. with the outcome that comes from that process, as well as the fact about how connected you are between your like your active focus on the process and your active result and really evaluating if those two meet or if there's some sort of mismatch, mismatch, yeah. mismatch <laughs> in between that as well. Um, because if you, I think if you don't realize that, which is what I was pre Thursday, which is when this happened <laughs> two, two, three days ago, yeah. um, then you'll get really upset. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and like it catches you. Um, this is not me usually. And like I think a lot of my peers and stuff will say, oh yeah, super confident, you know, like a oh, nice guy and everything. He knows himself very, very well. It's common. Really yeah, questioned. It's, co it's common. Really though, questioned yeah, it's common. And, it, and the thing is, that it's not just common. It's also natural yeah. in, a lot, of, in yeah. a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Okay. So here's my take on it. Okay. For me, I really do consider myself a perfectionist. And yes, sometimes it does disservice me in that like... Um, you know, like Renee will know, like I'll, I'll spend a lot of time, I don't know, like rearranging furniture or something like that. You know, like there'll, there'll be things that I'll do that are just like, this is not necessary yet. Actually, you do that to me too. You'll be like, how's that? And I'm like, it's really not that different, but yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you like, look so happy. And Everyone, I'm like, yeah, I'm happy for you. Yeah, yeah, it looks great. Everyone in my life will resonate with that. So I do a lot of things like that. However, when I do those things, for me, that is kind of in a way like my relaxation. It's kind of like how people solve puzzles or things. You know, there's, like a, sense of, there's a sense of satisfaction with that. But the thing is that that doesn't bleed into other parts of my life. Okay, I'm going to oh. dive into something that you um, said before, which was that there are all these things that no one else is going to really notice. Yeah. So, so the reason why people do things that no one else is going to really notice is because it aligns with a sense of identity that they have, right? This is why... A doctor mm. washes their hands. This is why an artist will practice their brush strokes. It's not because they want to be noticed for it. It's because that that's what they do. That's what an artist does. It's what a doctor does. It aligns with the personality. That's why people go to church. That's why people do anything, right? Yeah. So there are multiple of these identities that you have mm. and that you hold. 
And so what this is really talking about is when it comes to perfectionism, it's what are you a perfectionist about? And yeah. though it may not seem like it on the surface, I'm going to make a really compelling argument that links it to the idea of a growth and fixed mindset. That's, so, I was just thinking the same thing with, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking more process with, as well. Yeah. yeah. So a, a growth mindset, well, I'll start with a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset says that if you adult a set of cards, these cards are what you have to work with. That's it. It's fixed. There is no growth. This is who I am. So if you're not good at something, I'm not good. I'm not the type of person, you know, people with a fixed mindset will often say, and I'm not throwing shade on anyone that's listening that thinks, oh, this is like a personal attack on me. Like <laughs> it's just a very common mindset to have. And if it's in your interest to change it, then you, you know, you can. So mm. people with a fixed mindset often will say things like, I'm not the type of person that can do this, or it's not who I am, or like, I'm just not that you know, whatever it is. Someone with a growth mindset will say like, okay, this is the current situation. Now, what will I do to grow from it? Or where will I go from here? So the cards that I'm dealt with is what I start with. Mm. Yeah. And that's, that's a fundamental difference. So when you think back to why these two mindsets exist, what the research shows is that people with a fixed mindset often are praised on things that are very outcome-based. Mm. When you do one on a test, hey, you did so well because you got an A plus or you got 100%. And the system does. Work and the like system that. does it. And parents will do that. A lot of parents will do that. So mm. what ends up happening is that you have these, you know, children who are constantly praised on their outcomes, not praised on the effort, right? But what should happen is, hey, you got 100%, but you were super lazy and you did not try. Uh, yeah. So that's not good. That's not good enough. Yeah. Hey, you tried really, really hard and you got 40%, but you tried really hard and that's what matters. And that's... Yeah. So, there are studies that show even across a single test cycle, mm. students, when given the option to then do another challenging test, the ones who were praised on the outcome, I think it's like, I can't remember exactly, it's like 80 something percent of the students that were praised on the outcome will not do the challenging secondary test, mm. regardless of how well they did on the first one. Mm. And so this type of psychology is so prevalent and it gets so fed into it, especially with high achieving academic students, a lot of them have been praised on their on their mm. academic success, their yeah. outcome. Yeah. Yeah. And so that creates this fixed mentality where there is a sense of identity with a person that achieves a certain grade or outcome, you see? Mm. So you do these things because you associate this behavior with the person who achieves this outcome, right? That's the issue is that I feel that I'm a perfectionist, but I'm a perfectionist about the growth. I'm a perfectionist about, I really try to think what matters the most right now to me. And I try to be a perfectionist about that. Does this current situation require me to be perfect at adapting and overcoming? Mm. Does it require me to cut my losses early? And does it require me to have an imperfect outcome to achieve a better possible result? Mm. And I direct all my perfectionism energy on that. Okay. So for example, like, Let's say that someone's really angry at you on the phone and whatever, whatever. And they're saying, hey, you should do the, you need, you screwed it up. You mm. need to fix this. Okay. Mm. What's the problem right now? They're the one with the problem. They're, they're the one with the problem. For you, what's the problem? The problem is not that you screwed something up. Not right now. The problem is that they are upset. That's the problem. Mm. So what's the outcome that I want? Outcome I want is for them to be happy again. So what's the process I need to engage in? That's where I'd put my effort on. I wouldn't put the effort on internalizing their problem and then trying to fix the problem and making their problem my own, right? So I spend a lot of time thinking about what is the problem and really, I guess in a way, like diagnosing where exactly the cause of the issue is. Mm. 
And then the other side is that I'll spend time, if I feel a perfectionism tendency towards an outcome, I'll spend a lot of time, really a lot of time, you know, I'm talking, you know, every day for weeks, maybe even months, internalizing and really thinking about why do I feel this way? Where does that insecurity come from? If it's about the grade, I'll think about why do I feel insecure about this? Is that what really matters? If it's about being a good doctor and I don't know as much, I'll really think about is, does that mean that it makes me a better doctor to know more? What makes a good doctor? Mm. And I might cerebrally understand that it's not as important, but until I feel it, I will keep thinking about it until I feel it. And then yeah. when I feel it, I don't have that insecurity anymore. Mm. I now have a different insecurity. Yeah. I've got an insecurity about something else that matters more. Mm. And for me, that's where my perfectionism yeah. will lie. So it, for me, I use my perfectionism and I feel it actually enhances my life. Yeah. Mm. Flip side is that it can be quite tiring for people around me because of the fact that I'm always plugged in to something. Yeah. Yeah. And it always seems like I'm constantly, so you know, you say that from your perspective, it's always like I'm really working hard because I'm passionate about something. Yeah. Mm. It's really just, I've kind of found a way to make that perfectionism suit where I want my life to head. And I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, mm. And I don't find it debilitating. Sure. And I think, I mean, as a flip side to that, from another perspective, from an outside perspective, a flip of the flip might, side. Sure, <laughs> yeah, you might hear words um, described as you being neurotic or intense or like pedantic about these sort of things. But ultimately, if you're comfortable and you know for, for a fact where that perfectionism is driven, which like it's it's really interesting how you said that it's about uh, it's focused on the process in the right way because I haven't thought about it in that way before. And this, I expect this whole podcast session itself to help myself in my diagnosis yeah. and treatment of this recent. Um, kerfuffle that i've been into as well yeah. but yeah that's, i feel that's like there's a big there's like a gap between neil and justin right now whereas in mm. like it's just you I mean, both perfectionists and well. then justin's kind of found a way to use that to his advantage mm. but like do you do you think that you've always felt that way or do no, you always no, have no, you no, been no. in like neil's situation i was okay number one i was very fortunate in that i wasn't praised on i was praised on effort more Mm. Yeah. Um, so I think that was really lucky for me. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's kind of one of those things that you can't really control, which is why I sort of say, like, I'm not throwing shade on anyone that has a fixed mindset because a lot of that, you weren't in control of developing that. But if you're aware of it, you have at least an opportunity to change it. I think, like, back way back in the day when I was, like, 12, 13, I started going getting into design, right? That's when I really first started noticing I was really perfectionist. Like, I would spend, <laughs> okay, designing a website back, you know, when I was, like, let's say 15 years old would take me, like, maybe three or four days to do a design. And then I'll spend like a month, literally like 10, 12, I was in high school. I had nothing better to do. <laughs> I spent like 10, 12 hours, you know, on, on the weekends. Like I'd go to sleep at like 4 a.m. And yeah. I'm just making everything pixel perfect. Mm. I'm changing the color to one that's just perfect. And it's like, what I notice is that when I give it to the client, they don't even know. They no. don't know. Yeah. They don't recognize. And I just notice that more and more and more. And in a way, maybe because I was involved in so many extracurricular things, I saw that that pattern was so clear, like all the effort, no one really noticed. Yeah. And it was affecting my life at the time. Mm. So I did kind of make an effort to sort of change. I don't know exactly all the steps in the middle, but thinking about it now, like I definitely don't have that mentality anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And with, with that itself, especially if you're producing something for a client or you're producing a piece of art that other people are going to be noticing and yeah. stuff as well. I think it comes back to ultimately through <laughs> some sort of process about like self validation versus like external validation mm -hmm. in that way as well. Internal if, versus external validation. There we go. Yeah. That's probably a better way to put it. <laughs> um, if you do have a, a strong connection between the why of your perfectionism, why you, why do you want this color to be 
this specifically and not that. Um, and you're fine with that. Then in the event that the client doesn't even notice, it shouldn't matter. Yeah, but and for me, it wasn't and, a line. No, and that's it's not. A, that's a problem. It's yeah, still not yeah, for me as yeah, well right yeah, now. Exactly. Um, and we live in a society of external validation. And it, it, that's yeah. that's often, especially if you're a social it's, person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and especially if you're you social on social of, media as well. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. 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 Because, <laughs> I mean, your business runs on that yeah. in that way. And so how do you, it's, it's, hypocrit- it's hypocritical to say, oh, no, it doesn't matter for me. When it really does yeah. as well. well. You know, interesting actually on that topic. Mm. So I, at the time of doing this, like I've kind of more recently started doing my own personal brand. So I've got like my name out there and it's a public thing. And mm. like, that was a very conscious decision for me to actually say like, okay, I'm going to try to build a brand off just me as an individual rather than like wrapped up in some company. Yeah. And so it becomes very hard to almost separate the numbers like a f- number of followers a number of likes or something for a post that i do with me because it's like i'm marketing me and then people don't like it like that yeah. becomes a focus and so from my perspective the way that i am like actively trying to fight against that is just to be happy with putting something out there and before i click post on anything that i ever post i make it a conscious decision to sort of say to myself like i don't care how many people this helps. Like, this is a message I want to be out there. Mm. I want to be known as someone that does it. And I'd make a conscious decision to put that identity and match it to like, I'm a person yeah. that has this type of message and this to say. Yeah. And, you know, screw it if someone doesn't like it. Yeah. But yeah, so that's like the perfectionism side of things from Justin and I. But I want to hear from someone that, that like is truly and honestly outside of this <laughs> realm, of, outside of actually this prison that you can put yourself into yeah. with this as well. Because... You still out. You still like put out some good stuff and good work and stuff with yeah. that, but you don't feel as attached to, it and you don't be. You're not as neurotic as someone like Justin or I might be. And Definitely stuff, you know? not. But, so how do you still like manage to get your products out there in an effective way? Yeah. Um. I think to any of my friends that are listening to this, they'd get mad at me for saying that I'm not a perfectionist <laughs> because they they like look at me. I, like I even told my friends, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely not a perfectionist, and they're like, what the heck? <laughs> like, they're like, mm-hmm. you literally put so much effort. Like, if you. Okay, and Justin would hate me for this, but if you've ever seen my, my notes, like my study notes. Oh, God. Okay? Like, <laughs> Here we which go. Which is like, ugh. But it's like, you know, highlighter. like, there's, 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 <laughs> no, there's like highlighter, matched, like, felt tip, matched pen, <laughs> like, you know, the whole thing. It's just like little things like that, like, that give me satisfaction. But it's like, I guess in some ways, it's not that I, like, I personally know that I'm not a perfectionist because I know that when it's not 100% to like my utmost standard, like, it doesn't, phase me too much like I'm not just gonna like keep going at it until like mm. it's 100% exactly how I want it like I'm okay with having some parts of my work or some things that I do not being perfect is there a sense of detachment from between you and your work or your your identity with your work I'm trying to like put and, into and a, yeah a I think so and I think that's the kind of like difference is that like mm. you know you focus in on your perfectionism in terms of your identity and what you want to achieve. But for me, it's like, I know that, the, like, I kind of know in my head that, like, yeah, I haven't put a thousand percent of effort into this, but I know that, like, I could have. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I'm, like, fine with it because it's like, I know it's going to get what I want. I'm going to achieve what I want. But, and I, but I know that I could have also gone beyond. Yeah. So it's not like I look at my work and I think that, like, oh, it wasn't, like, to my best standard. I'm just mm. like, like, I know what I did. I know what's in my head. Mm. I'm fine with it. I, you know I want to I mean? make it really clear that it's not like better or worse. Yeah. So a lot of people can see perfectionism as, you know, good or bad or no, can yeah. see, you know, what you're talking about Emma, yeah. as something that's good or 
bad, but you know, it's it's neither. Like for example, you can be debilitated by perfectionism to a pathological degree, mm-hmm. yeah. and you can utilize perfectionism more effectively, and you can be someone like some of the most obsessive compulsive disorder. Yeah, mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. So patholo- pathology is yeah. slightly different, yeah. but yeah. anyway, <laughs> um, you know, some of the most effective, efficient, productive, high quality work people that I know mm. are not perfectionists. Actually, I have a really good example of this. Uh, sorry, did you want to... Talk away. Oh, uh, d- yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's this... Um, if, if you're on Instagram and if you're not on Instagram, uh, uh, just try to find this dude. His, um, his Instagram account is beeple.crap. Uh, and this is a dude who has produced... Um, this is a dude who's produced artwork. Amazing... 3D, uh, often animated. You showed me this. Oh, yeah. 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 Artwork. And it's really strange some things. But real <laughs> strange. Like, you know, go look it up, but it's weird. Beeple, it's like B-E-E-P-L-E yeah. dot crap. And anyway, well, underscore. He produces this amazing artwork and he publishes it every single day. And he has not missed a post for something like 12 years. And he makes everything on the day of posting it. That's ridiculous. He doesn't stockpile. Mm-hmm. He doesn't schedule things in advance. Every day he makes a new thing and he posts it. And what he says in this, uh, there's this uh, YouTube channel called Corridor, Corridor Crew, and then he features on that. Go look yeah. that up. He, he talks about his philosophy behind it. He says that he doesn't think of it as this is, has to be a masterpiece. He says, I give myself 45 minutes and I do what is realistically going to be my best effort to be achievable in that 45 minutes. So he sets the parameter yeah. first and he says, I'm just going to do the best possible there. He sees his art work as the combination of all the stuff that he's produced and he knows that that one thing he produced is just one you know four thousandth of his overall yeah exactly big picture mm-hmm. and i think that's actually a really is that's you know that, that metaphorical be, in that yeah, yeah and <laughs> i think that's something that really i f- personally still do struggle with that even yeah. you know and i think that's something that someone who is not a perfectionist can really leverage off to be super yeah. effective is that just being like i'm gonna get stuff done mm. Really interesting research shows that if you take a group of, um, there's a professor who divided his class of photography in half. And he said, one half, you are assessed on producing the most high quality photo you can. And then the other half, you're assessed on the number of photos that you take. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the, the students that performed the best are the ones that actually took the most photos. So the highest quality came from more quantity because there were more, there were less sort of un, untested theories and there was more just real experience and, and just getting better at it. And yeah. like, that is so damn true yeah. for mm. everything else in life. Mm-hmm. Seriously, yeah. right? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. 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 yeah, any professional can tell you mm. that. Sorry, yeah. I just went on a rant there, but. No, no, that's true, yeah. Uh, what I was thinking before as well was just the fact that I think Part of the reason why, and this is what I was asking, yeah. like, is it a fact that, is it, is it a point that you just feel detached from it or not? Because I feel like the work that I put out or the sort of, like, mm-hmm. anything that I put out, or especially things that I share with other people, has part of my identity, like, imprinted or, yeah. like, the, it's, it's the watermark across, mm-hmm. across a piece of paper. And if it's, if it's got that, then it's a reflection on me. Yeah. If that's shit, I feel shit. And so that has to be nothing less than perfect for me to be comfortable putting it out there for other people to see. And it ultimately comes down to the fact that, you know what, like the reason why I want this to be perfect is because I give a shit. 
Yeah. yeah. If I didn't give a shit, like other things, because there are, I'm not going to be a perfect perfectionist in everything. Like yeah. you said, there are specific things that, that matter for you. Things that matter for me, that's it's to a T. It's it's like that. So mm. I actually remember the bit in the middle that I'd forgotten. It's with the design thing. It was yeah. that when I put it out there, what I look at, I want to see the result of someone that had a mentality where they were like very process driven. Mm. So if the thing I saw was something that was so perfect that there was no flaw to it, that would make me feel quite unhappy or anxious in a way Mm. because what it reflected was me. And what that reflects is someone who's very outcome focused and that bothered me. Mm. Okay, yeah. This yeah, this is getting somewhere. This I is think cool. I think from the perspective <laughs> of like a non-perfectionist, but like someone who still aims quite high, it's pretty interesting because you know you say it has to be perfect because this is my identity. It's a reflection of my identity. I think when you're not a perfectionist but you aim high, you kind of know that there's a certain risk mm. to that. Like I'm aware that this might go wrong. There's like a slight chance. There's like, you know, like for example, you know, you're working towards an A plus and it's like, okay, I've done the bare minimum to get an A plus and I'm fine with it. You kind of feel like there's a sort of risk. It's like, but what if it's not enough? And then that kind of goes through my head as well. Mm. And I'm like, in this case, like, should I be a perfectionist? But I'm just like, like I care, but I don't care enough to change it because it's just sort of something that's like, it doesn't seem worth it to me, to be honest. Yeah. Cause it's like the outcome, like for when it comes to a grade, like A plus versus A, it's like, I don't care that much to put extra hours and extra stress and put my brain through that mm, <laughs> to mm. achieve something like that. Mm. Um, and obviously it depends on what you're doing. Cause obviously there are things that everyone's going to want to be perfect at, but it's not, it's not to me, it's not a direct reflection of who I am mm. because I know who I am. Yeah. And there's only certain things that I do mm. that need to completely reflect who I am. I think yeah. that's the identity thing is that your it's, sense of identity is different in yeah. a way. Yeah. Yeah. It's not directly tied. More and more yeah. we talk about this, I feel like that's definitely a big, big key role, a key player in this whole perfectionism thing. Um, and yeah, I, with what you were saying as well, though, I think it is super important to just state clearly again as well, the fact that high achievers and perfectionists are mutually exclusive. They they are not necessary. You don't you don't have to be. They no, like I don't think they're mutual excuse. I think what you meant to say is that high achievers and perfectionism are not necessarily the same thing. But they let's, do let's often take that occur. They often occur together. Yeah, but yeah. they're yeah. not. They, they often do occur. However, together, not a causal relationship. Yeah, but but they don't have to <laughs> be combined. You can be a high achiever and not a perfectionist. You can be a high achiever and a perfectionist. Yeah. But it's, you can't be successful, whatever your definition of success is, being either of those, perfectionist or not perfectionist, unless you know how to use it to whatever you need it to do. So the idea is you need to... That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Anyway, I'm sure we can talk about this for a long time. It's a big topic. And, you know, there's ongoing research on this (laughs) and there's new stuff all the time. And I think it's super interesting. Hopefully this podcast episode helped um, you if you are a perfectionist and... Um, if, if you are, then just, you know, perfectly hit that like button. Perfectly. Um, <laughs> and if you're not, then like, you know, just miss and hit the subscribe. Oops. And, uh, you know, that's okay. And just be done with it. No need to unclick it and unsubscribe. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. See you later. See you later Bye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Subcut. If you guys have any suggestions for content, please make sure you send it through.
You can get in touch and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, or find us on our website at jttmed.com slash subcut. Subcut is a podcast brought to you by JTT. If you or anyone you know is interested in a career in medicine, make sure to get in touch and check us out at jttmed.com.